All right, episode eight. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Classic Mix-Up, our little music podcast. Uh, I'm Riley, and I'm here with my friend Rosario. Yes, uh, sir. If you, you know, if this is your first time listening, uh, what we do here basically is listen to music, uh, give each other music every week, to an album each, and we come back the next week on the podcast, talk about it, and be really nerdy about it, and we're just two friends just catching up and talking yeah, about, talk about music that's what we bond over so yeah yes sir how you doing how, man? how's it going yeah how's it gonna yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing we're this for a second there. time because i, yeah, well, I it's it out. yeah it's just no it's two. okay yeah, no, it's, it's, okay. yeah it's fine yeah i've been oh, chilling listen. i've been just listen. I, i've been just working a lot you know i got deadlines coming up and whatnot and yeah. it got really cold really fast i got looking at some snow on the ground out there but Sick. that's cool I, I i love the winter personally i really do um, Me too. I saw a tweet that said, uh, "Why does music sound better when there's snow on the ground?" And I have to agree. Actually, I like walking around in the winter, yeah, listening to music, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the blues sound better when it's kind of yeah. bluesy outside. Yeah, yeah. Griselda sounds better too because I just it just does. I don't know. It's but Griselda sounds better at all times of year. You well, they sound good the all the time, but I think maybe maybe the because they, they channel the well. That's true. You could be at a pumpkin patch with Unky, you know, <laughs> with Unky, and and you could be in the snow. You could be snowboarding and listening to Griselda. Yeah. Oh, that that's a great you time listening to Griselda. I think be... they they capture the the buffalo vibe, you know, and it's always snowing yeah, yeah. in buffalo. So. Well, and and you could be planting some flowers in your front garden to in listening to Griselda just while I I honestly do. I listen to them all the time. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I've been good too. Just working. Got a little sick over the weekend, kind of. Yeah, to me too, kind of. I might, I might be sniffling and coughing a little here, so I'm, I'm gonna mute my mic if I have to do any of that. So just, just bear with me for that. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, but yeah, we got a banger coming up today, though, for episode eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got I, a couple of interesting albums. Yeah. So, uh, we, I gave Rosario um, "Yours Dreamly" by the Arcs, and Rosario gave me Mitski. What is it called? I, I forgot. It's called Bury Me at Makeout Creek. It's I think it's Miski's first album. And yeah, I think we're yeah. going to start with that if we're ready to, to get yeah, going. Yeah, so before, yeah, I mean, so Rosario gave me uh, Bury Me at Makeout Creek by Mitski. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say I've heard of this album through a whole bunch of indie rock fans that I know. A bunch of real nerds, big time nerds, big oh, time yeah. sad people. Okay, yeah. they love their uh-huh. Mitski. I'm sure um, they do. I'm right there with them. I mean, you know, shout yeah, out Mitski. Listen, hey, I've heard of Mitski. Uh, it's I feel like everyone in the in the music sphere kind of has at this point. She's really most at least if you are into rock or like indie. Yeah, yeah, know. she's kind of a pop slash rock. She does. I don't know. She does some, well, some interesting I, kind of things. Kind of. It's kind of funny because I describe the um the two albums. It, the only notes I took this week were. Uh, I describe this album as indie symphonic music, so it's like an indie symphony, right? Yeah, I have actually, I have, I have a couple words to describe this album too, genre wise. And I and I described yours dreamly as blues symphony. Okay, so we're gonna do a little little compare and contrast, little yeah. Venn diagram. Yeah, for so the folks okay. At home today. So um, I don't know if you want to break down this album before I kind of get into songs. I, I can talk like. a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, I what what I usually do is I talk about at least why I picked it. Um, 
So for Bury Me at Makeout Creek by Mitski, yeah, I, I picked it for a number of reasons. You know, it kind of last week we were picking albums for each other and it just it just came to me on the spot. Um, I think so. Number one, the most simple reason is that I just really like it. So I think yeah. it's a really good album. Uh, I listened to it for the first time this past summer uh, in an airport in Las Vegas. It was like the middle of the night. Uh, it was like midnight. I was waiting for my, yeah, I was waiting for my red eye back to Michigan and I listened to it and it was like, I don't know, good vibes at the time. I really liked it. So it's that kind of stuck with me since then. And um, another reason I wanted you to hear it is because um, I don't, I didn't think that you would probably go out on your own and listen to this. And I thought it could be something you would like, could be something you don't like. I, I just, I really, I did want to hear your reaction to it and I'm excited to hear your reaction to it. And yeah. then third and finally, uh, it's because Mitski is getting pretty popular right now, but I feel like all of the Mitski discourse in terms of albums is really about uh, Puberty 2 and Be the Cowboy, which are fine albums, but this one is my favorite, and I think it's really underrated. So I, I guess I wanted to shine a little light on that. So Wow, yeah. dude, this is, this is out of my realm, really. Yeah, I know it is, but like, I, I don't know. Did you like I, it? Yeah, I I did a lot. Well, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, do your I, spiel. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. I I saved the whole album, but wow. I'm probably only going to listen to three songs off the album, just okay. because of listening to those songs in a row. Felt like, oh, okay, I'm listening to a complete piece of art. Okay, great mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think Texas Reznikov starts off. Yeah, starts out the album, right? It does. I didn't. That was the only song I didn't save initially because I didn't like it at all. I was like, "What the? That's fuck that's interesting. This sucks." I, I'm gonna I cut you off out, for it's a like second. One of the most. It's one of the most like. Popular. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, and hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject real quick and say that I had a very similar experience the first time I heard this album, probably because I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, no, I didn't know that. There's it was, a, the point was to sound scattered and crazy. Yeah, right. So when I first heard this album, by track two or three, I I started really liking it. Mm, But uh, yeah, track two is one of my favorites. But going going back, Texas Reznikov is like amazing. I didn't get that at first, but now I do. So I I I I I find it interesting that you yeah I find it I I didn't like it at first. Me neither. But I didn't like that first, and then I liked every other song. And you're like, okay, wait, maybe I was missing something. I gotta listen to it. I I still didn't really like. It's still just not my jam. Yeah, I like like the. I like more of like you. You know what kind of you know? I'm sure everybody listening kind of knows that I like bluesy rock or like, I even like fuzz guitar and like all that kind of like distorted guitar. I I love the white stripes and everything too. And this has a lot of that. Has a lot of distorted guitar and a lot of beautiful, crunchy. Bassy bass that just mm. shakes sh- yeah. your body. Super stripped back, like lo-fi. Oh, super so noisy. Good. It's it's yeah, it's a weird kind of and I yeah, I I mean I'll break it. I mean I'll break it down further. So yeah, yeah. Preston Kov didn't get my attention until after. So I was, which is funny because mm-hmm. I look back at I looked back at her like top music and I'm like, that's like one of her top songs. And I still don't get it. I might have to go and re-listen to it, but I'm not sure what her uh, top songs are actually now that you say that, but, but yeah, it's a fan favorite, I would say. Townie, Townie is probably one of my favorite songs. That's my first favorite love. Song. Late spring is like cool. Like that was a cool song. Francis Forever. Another same fan thing. favorite. I, I was very like that's cool. 
I Don't Smoke was kind of cool. I like that song. I, well, I don't know how else to describe these songs. It's just kind of like... it. They are cool. Um, well, Carry Me... So I'll just say, like, Carry Me Out and Townie were, like, my favorite songs by far. And I think Yeah, I Townie's my favorite, definitely. Yeah. I, um, I think it's... Yeah, it's those two songs and Jobless Monday. So Jobless okay. Monday. So it'd be like Townie, Carry Me Out, and Jobless Monday, and then I Don't Smoke as a fourth. Yeah, that's respectable. Songs like reading a book too. So I was very like, oh, this is cool. I was like outside. It's like wow. the last like warm day of last week. That's good vibes. Yeah. Similar to the middle. I, I don't I don't know why I chose to listen to this album for the first time in the middle of the night at an airport, but I, I did. I listened to this and then Fly God, it's an awesome God by West Side Gun. And I remember it vividly. Fly God. <laughs> Which if you don't know me, uh, hearing that I did that is should. If you know me, it should come as no surprise that I listened to Mitski then West Side Gun back to back. If this is your I first time not, tuning in, you might be confused. I did not. Bat yeah, an right. Riley did not bat an eyelash. If this is your first time tuning in, you're probably like, "What's wrong with this guy?" But who knows? Um, I, I don't know. Say? I mean, I don't know how else to break this down. It's like, yeah, no, there's there's not much to say because all the songs are are kind of similar. But I guess I'll I'll just you know, describe, I guess, my thoughts on it kind of as you just did. So I, I totally agree um, with Townie. And uh, Townie is one of the songs that's always stuck with me. I've liked it from the beginning up until now, and I, I listen to it a lot. And um, Townie is really indicative of what I thought you might like about this album. Like you were, you were mentioning earlier, I'm glad you said it. You know, we're kind of on the same wavelength with one thing I love about it, and I thought you would like is like that that uh distorted guitar like you said like those heavy guitar riffs heavy distortion yeah. and townie also has a really good kind of drum line going on in the background too and it reminds me and i'm like yeah i love the chorus too i just oh, yeah. oh so good um Heard it reminds singing? me of like go ahead oh no i, was, I didn't want to interrupt you but you're that's okay um, no, I'm, I'm, I have her singing in Townie is like <laughs> whiny, but it's so good. But uh, it works like, though. The first thirty seconds, she hits that, that high note where she goes ah, like or some shit yeah. like that. And yeah. I'm like, I don't oh, know if so she's bad, like the most. I love it. I love it. I don't know if she's like the most skilled singer, but she uses what she has to oh, her advantage. No. I mean, I mean she, the. I, just I would the say, way she the way she sings is is uh yeah I don't know it's different I guess it is kind of whiny and very screamy and dramatic I guess but that yeah. works to her advantage here I would say that you could tell that she inspires a lot of female indie singers I bet because well not even female indie singers but just indie singers in general because she just has that like drab like emo kind of like whiny singing. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's something I didn't... I noted more the kind of sonic elements of this album. I didn't really note about her singing, but really at yeah. the end of the day, as great as Townie is, I think what makes it is her singing in the chorus when... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna imitate her singing, but when she says, uh, I want a love that falls as fast as a body from the balcony, like just the way she sings that and the whole breakdown after that is just... Yeah, it's so good. Pretty peak. I mean, it's it's really good. And yeah, her, uh, she creates a good by doing that though, by creating this like kind of drabness, um, with like the 
distorted guitar and her kind of like almost like reverbed singing like it's kind of like yeah. has a lot of echo and like almost like she is like in like a wind tunnel almost uh, especially on townie songs like townie and i think carry me home too when it does that does that slow build yeah, where it's her like, it like kind of drab singing and then it's really it's actually really nice that, that first half when i was listening to the album i was like damn is this the same song like it like kicked off and it's like carry me home and she sings like that and um that was really i was like oh shit Cool. Yeah, and that's one of the songs also she does this a, a few times throughout is her voice almost like breaks when she's singing these like really long drown out parts like in the chorus of that song. Her she's not like holding the notes perfectly, but I think that gives it uh kind of more maybe emotion. emotional feel to it. Yeah. It does. It gives that emotion to it. it. It gives it that added layer. And I think that's a really underrated I, I, you know, I say underrated. I don't really know. I don't participate in the Mitski discourse. So I don't know what people like about her. I, I don't like. want to say anything that's going to offend the Mitski people because I know that a lot of people are passionate about Mitski. There are a lot of people who are passionate about Mitski, but like I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm one of them either. I mean, I, I listened to Puberty 2 and Be the Cowboy, which are kind of her, yeah. her big albums from what I understand. And I mean, I liked them, especially Be the Cowboy, I liked, but. This one just for me holds, you know, so this Bury Me at Makeout Creek, it's more kind of stripped back and more, I'd say, aggressive than Be the Cowboy. I know you're not probably not familiar, but um, this album, the Bury Me at Makeout Creek, it's very raw. And it's very loud. Extra, I'm not doing extra credit for this class. No, that's fine. You don't you don't need to. <laughs> you, are, oh, you, did your, you, you already did your homework. So but um, this album's very loud, very noisy. Um I saw it described actually as noise pop, which I think is accurate because it's it's not it quite is surprisingly poppy. Now it's pop. It. At the end of the day, I mean, rock. I think it is pop. This yeah, is pop rock. right? Like Holy it is rock. Shit. But All it's you not... Mitski kids, you're not original. This shit is pop rock. Okay, it, it is, and and I think it's interesting you say that because we were just talking about Townie and the guitar riffs and the drum lines, and it well, really. Sorry, I mean, it really like, reminds me of like the 2000s alt rock that like is my roots, yeah. like that pop rock. It is, yeah, it is that fucking, essentially. I love the bass in Jobless Monday, but I'm like, that's like a straight up like Chili Peppers like basic or like a fucking basically, Green Day yeah. Bass. It, like it, the, it is. It's very reminiscent of like a of yeah of Green Day, which is interesting because people don't. I don't think people consider Mitski to be to be like a rock star. I think she's considered more of a pop no, artist. She's so. like but she's so like nichely indie and like kind it of is, emo it, it is its own niche. I, I'm yeah. glad that I found I've never okay, I, I will say I've never heard of something described as noise pop. I've heard of all kinds of different noise, but noise pop is is was intriguing to me. And I I like to think that's an accurate description because it's not quite indie rock. I mean, it is. No, but, like, it's not. It's a little it's, too it, broad. You can't for even it. say it's even like emo or anything either. No, and it's, it's not a like typical rap. pop album either. No, but I would it's, say like, it's really its own thing. Yeah, and I think it's that's her cool. own music. It's it's like yeah, Mitsuki. which that's is why, cool. like when I mean, people talk about Mitski, you kind of have like it's your own sound. Like I mean, I'm thinking about the people that are talk about Mitski. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Why like. I go in there and why like, she oh, has such like, a cult following. And this yeah. is 2014, mind you, also. So she was really kind of paving her own path, which is cool. So good for her. Dude, 
I'm gonna. Other I'm than gonna that, go. though, I mean that that pretty much covers. Jobless you want to deep dive? That baseline. Uh, do you do you do I want to go into deep? Like in the future, are, are you are you are you a Mitz- Are you part of the the Mitski cult now or what? No, I mean I'll <laughs> listen to it. Like give it to I'll listen to it. I'll listen to anything. I literally will. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna give you more. This is the only one that I find significant of her work. I think but this is the one that I would. Because her other work can be maybe more easily categorized as something we've heard before, where this is really unique and has its own character. And I really appreciate that in any music, especially something like this. So I guess that's my final thoughts on it. Yeah. My, uh, my girlfriend likes Mitski and it makes sense now listening. Yeah. Sorry. I bet if you're listening, but, uh, yeah. Hi, Abby. she, She listens to, um, uh, Elliot Smith, and he's kind of the same drab. Oh yeah, this is kind of the same, and not the same, and not at all the same music, but the same like drabness and same like emo stuff. That's why I want to say it's emo or indie because it's like it's its own. Thing. Yeah, and but, you could say it is. I mean, it's very depressing and and like kind of mel. It, the album's very like melancholic. It's very like which we I mean the lyrics a lot of are melancholic stuff. The, the what podcast. we listen to a lot. Oh yeah, we do. The album's kind of like Riley said. The first thing he said, I think about it was that it's like scattered. It sounds very like it's like imagine if in your brain, like everything's go like spinning around in the circle like a million miles an hour, and you have no idea what's going on. And That's you're what the depressed. yeah. So the so the sonically it's chaos, and then lyrically it's depressing. Mm-hmm. It and almost reminds me of it almost reminds me of some rap songs by Earl Sweatshirt, which we were talking about earlier off the podcast. Are you gonna use because this, this something you're giving me this week? Or? No, it's just something I'm bringing up. Maybe, okay. maybe we're dipping our toes into some rap songs water. But one thing I love about some rap songs is that you have the the chaos that is the instrumentals. They're literally all over the place. And that kind of matches, I, guess, I think, the headspace that Earl was in. Maybe you have a similar kind of parallel here. All right, save it for and... the some rap songs. Give me some. <laughs> I'll save it. Peel the... How about next week you give me some rap songs? No, I I, we, I already decided on my album for you for next week. You'll okay. hear that later. All right. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this album is cool. Uh, I don't know. I think the I like I like some drab kind of melancholic music, but I think some of these songs do turn me off because they are so depressing. It's very depressing, and it's something to get used to, also. So, yeah, like, but the but the way that I listen to music is to like usually cheer up or like sing. right. And yeah. this stuff is like the songs that it's I hard like to sing are to, more probably. powerful songs. <laughs> yeah, and even "Carry Me Out" has is half halfway through is a slow song, but then it kicks in. You know, it's like, I'm yeah. like okay, "Towny" is more like more of the higher, you know, intensity songs off the album, and that's probably why we both love "Towny" so much. Well, so. it's a lot like. I mean, it's a lot like the the rock that we listened to in like middle school when we first. I met. agree. I mean, I literally wrote that in my notes. That pop punk, like kind of like, like distorted yeah. guitar and uh, distorted bass, just kind of distorted singing, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I wrote right here in my notes that it reminds me of my two thousands alt rock roots. It reminds me of uh, uh, early Blink too. Even the distorded, like if you think of like Carousel, the song Carousel. Yeah, I love Carousel, too. and that it has bass, that, that kind that of guitar, element. To it. His singing is all kind of like this album. It, yeah, I, in a in a not at all in a certain ways, but if you look at it structure wise, right, it's a weird parallel to draw. I think in terms of 
soundscape but like you said the structure of the music is kind of like the way the well, style i guess i and i think though i think hold on let me do some research so if this album is her first album then like this could be like made it wasn't she had two albums before this oh did she, she? Had two eps before this okay Okay. One in 2013, one in 2012. This came out in 2014. So this is like our first first full length album, even though it's like one. Even though it's longer. it's it's yeah, it's like half an hour, real quick album. Yeah. So I think that like the reason why I associated this with like the um the early Blink 182 music is like kind of like that uh that it has like a homemade sound where the Blink stuff, the like Cheshire Cat. And that, like, basically, oh, yeah. Cheshire Cat, those yeah. first two Blink-182 albums were actually they made they in were, a garage. Yeah, recorded with, like, a and cup. This was, like, this was, like, try, this was, like, purposely distorted to sound rough. To sound like that. Kind of dreary. You know, I so I'm like, okay, it does have inspiration in some ways from that kind of Blink-182 kind of. I wonder like, what her inspirations album. are. She's pulling from all kinds of places, I think. I, Dude, we gotta do a little Mitski episode. Little Mitski deep dive. Do a little. I've never seen any interviews dive. or anything. You know, Mitski stays kind of reserved. She's not on the internet at all. She has no social media or anything. She's a very pretty mysterious character. I'm not even sure what her interviews, if they exist, would be like. So. I'm looking up Mitski right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about all I have to say for the album, though. Um, uh, yeah, good. Okay, so do you want to? We can do our simple little. Yeah, like, um, it, it's good. It's a good, cool album. Uh, I I can understand why people kind of like put Mitski in her own category because she it's like mm-hmm. kind of like cool and like indie and like punk and that kind of thing. But yeah, you know, and I'm like, okay, I respect. It. I'll listen to the next next Mitski album that comes out. And I'll probably listen to the rest of her albums. You know, I'm like. And I didn't. I liked this album a lot, but I'm glad. It's just at the same time, I, I, a lot of the songs are sad, and I don't really. They are. Sad. But yeah, so that's just how I listen to music. Is I like music to make me feel certain ways. Yeah. So full full uh, disclosure, I guess uh, that was pretty sad, and it's also very like sonically intense, as we've said. But I do recommend listening to it uh, as long as you know what you're in for. Uh, I especially rec- recommend just if you have a, a minute to spare listening to the first two tracks, I think they give you a pretty good idea of the rest of the album. Well, it's a yeah, short album. And this is the whole thing. It is. It's half an hour long. I mean, I would, I would recommend it. I think it's a great, really cool, unique piece of music. So mm. that's why I picked it, and that's why I'm recommending it to you it's guys. Good. So, yeah. I yeah, it's it. good. I, I sat outside, you know, like reading a book, and I didn't skip anything. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I listened to it in the library. Yeah. Do you just feel like, oh, I'm in a movie right now? You're just like in the library, <laughs> exactly. like doing coding homework, and you're like, this makes that's, me feel like I'm in a movie about it. That's precisely what I was doing. And then I got so into the music that I like shut my laptop and totally focused on listening. But yeah. I feel like this album is a perfect album for young adults to be like, the world is fucked. You know, I like to say, like, true. I'm listening to this album and I'm 18 into 25. Being yeah. like, fuck, I'm fucked. I can't get a job. Right. So so in the in the early two thousands 
in the early 2000s, you had Blink-182 with the teen angst. Mitski's carrying it on with the young adult angst, and the world is ending. Well, yeah. That's our takeaways. I mean, you know, generational wealth kind of depreciates over time, right? So even if you grew up in a family with money, you're not going to get as much money. I'm not going to get in economics and that kind of shit, but, you know, the, it, it is an album for a generation of people that are going into adulthood with little avenues and uh, not being able to, like, kind of achieve their uh, dreams. Or, like, she's looking in or, like, experience that. You know? Yeah. Do you go, does that make sense at all? Sure. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you took that away from it. I mean, I, I think that is true, but there's many elements about love and oh, yeah. life. And well, I, I'm just, not saying the, what she's saying is that. I'm just saying that this it's album the, is the vibe. Song. Yeah. 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 No, I, I get that. I respect it. So I guess if that, if, if that sounds interesting to you, uh, fuck you. Bury me at Makeout Creek. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did I do? I'm trying to summarize what you said in transition. <laughs> I know you're like something you're like you're like yeah you're trying to like set up your notes and stuff and I'm just like like interesting I'm not setting up shit I'm just trying to understand what you're saying and and get get on to the next segment here hey let's get on to the next segment this is a good album Townie listen to Townie uh, Townie's good Reznikov uh, first two songs on the album Carry Me Home as well Uh, also good that's a good three um I stamp of approval those three. Go for a run to this music. That's good too. Yeah, be good. It's good thinking music too. So, yeah. Shout out Riley from Hive Mind for having this as his favorite Mitski album. If this podcast finds you, Riley from Hive Mind, uh, you're based for that take. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, actually, uh, well, I'm doing the Riley from Hive Mind cosplay with the. Oh, you know what? You kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks in, more in like stash, Italian I mean, than me. Yeah. He's more Italian, obviously. Yeah, right, right, we, sure. We kind of flipped the roles of like Michigan-based yeah. music listener. Yeah, critics. I guess we did. The the, the day the day uh uh classic mix-up gets to collaborate with Hive Mind is the day we made it. I'd say I would. I'm gonna cry while they hug them. You know. Yeah. Great. That's why we gotta. Great. We gotta stay committed to our dreams, man. Yeah. Shout out Hive Mind. I'd say I'd say an inspiration for classic mix-up in some way, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we thought it was possible. Them. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Hive sure. Mind. Thanks, Hive Mind. Anyways, uh, moving forward into from whatever we were just talking about, um, uh, the album that Riley gave me this week, uh, it's called Yours Dreamily by The Arcs. Uh, it's, uh, what would you call it? Still blues rock, I guess, but it's pretty different. It's more pop blues rock. Yeah, that's Symphonic, fair. Some, indie, some pop element. Maybe some folk in it, too. Perhaps a little. Let's see what Wikipedia categorizes that. As I prompt to. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so basically I'll do a little deep, a little bit of a deep dive in it. Uh, so Yours Dreamly came out in 2015. Uh, it's head. It's headed by. It's a band headed by. Uh, Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. The Black Keys is my favorite band. So I naturally find things to sound like the Black Keys. Uh, Even though Arc- this doesn't really. Also. Not at all. No, no, no. Yeah. I wouldn't say so. 
Uh, Anyways, continue. Uh, so yeah, this album came out in 2015. It's yours, Dreamly. The album cover is fucking awesome. I had some bands that like looked like that. It was pretty cool. Um, it was like, I I don't know. It's like, so it's technically the genre is garage rock, soul, blues, and psychedelic rock. Does that make sense? Soul. I I mean, having 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 heard it, soul garage rock. That's good. I was gonna say I don't know if soul rock is a genre, but if it's not, it soul should be rock. for this. Yeah, it's a subgenre. Um, I think that fits it well. The because it has the blues elements, I guess, but it really is a lot more poppy, kind of more. I think. And now, granted, I haven't heard a lot of Black Keys music. I've only really spent significant time with Magic Potion and maybe a little El Camino. But um, I I think what the Black Keys rely on more heavily is like. Oh boy, I don't know how to describe it, but this album relies more on being kind of catchy, poppy, kind of infectious sounding songs, a little more inviting than what the Black Keys typically sound like, in my opinion. Wow. Whereas the Black Keys, I I think of as a little bit more quote unquote hardcore, not that they are, but a little more sharper sounding stuff coming out of there where this sounds to me a little more... um, I guess I already said it. Kind of more pop, poppy, and soulful. Yeah, I, I would say that it is a very soulful album. It's kind of like that's why I like this album so much. Though is like when I listened to it for the first time, and I, I didn't know it was Dan Auerbach was in the band, and I was like, oh, this. Album oh, you didn't even good. know your first time. No, it, and it was a recommended band for the Black Keys listeners, and I was like, oh, sweet. And I listened yeah. to it, and I was like. It's like, oh, this is so cool, so different. And I think I started with, uh, there's this song, uh, Lake Superior, maybe? And it's a single. Um, and it's really cool. It's kind of like, kind of dreary, but like folky kind of sound. And it's like, but it's very, okay. elect- this band has a lot of electronics in it. A lot of like, a lot of like. Yeah, I get that from it too. You know, like there's a lot of. Kind of like, not, kind of like overproduced guitar. almost. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it almost doesn't sound like realistic or like real life because it's it's so manufactured to sound a certain way but that's what that makes but that's why i say it's like kind of like a symphony though because all of those noises that are put into it are oh there's so a lot of care like, going into yeah it's it's so much to get like a symphonic kind of like together in a sound yeah you know sure what I mean? yeah totally like um for example i think when you have like a, a true garage rock band they're more focused on just the instrumental, like just the instruments. Oh, and it's where you have something like you have something like this, where it's a little more advanced production and mixing wise to kind of create, like you you said, symphonies. Mm. Um, that's something that you don't get compared to the Black Keys. And one thing I find cool about this project is that Dan Auerbach kind of gets an opportunity to like flex his creativity a little bit and try a different sound. And I find it impressive because if I didn't know it was already him, like. On Apple Music, the first like they have a description of the album, and the first thing it says is that like Dan Auerbach, whatever I forget what it says, but if I didn't know it was already him, I would have no idea that it was him because it doesn't sound like anything I've heard from the Black Keys. And it's cool that Dan Auerbach gets to kind of go a different route and do something that he wants to do as like a little spinoff project. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, and I think uh, what I, if we want to start talking about more specifics, yeah. uh, what I liked sure. about the project. 
uh, especially compared to the Black Keys, is uh, a, uh, it has a, like a kind of I, – I think it maybe was named intentionally for being called Yours Dreamily. It has like a, a dream-like kind of lush sound Love effect it. to it. Uh, the vibes are good. Uh, it's – I don't know. It'd probably be a good album uh, to do drugs to if I did drugs, which I don't, but it seems like that vibe. Yeah. Any input on in, that? Back in high school, I smoked a lot of uh, lettuce to this. Yeah. It seems like it'd be a good album to do that to. It has that kind very of lush, peaceful. really. Yeah. Very peaceful, very relaxing. Like I, I described it as dreamlike, and I'll, I'll use that word again. I mean, it felt like I was floating yeah. on a cloud in a way. Yeah. Well, and I think like. But it's, it's still rock, though. Because like. I I which it's funny that you say that because I always think that this that that this type of music would be good for like for for when you're like like intoxicated and which oh I'm sure it would be great but I have I've like proposed it to people that I've hung out with and they're like no why would you want to listen to that really like yeah and this maybe they just don't get it no no it is peaceful I don't know peaceful. It's Again, very, this is like, not my. I mean, layered. this is not my area of expertise. You know, no, no, no. But I'm, I'm the, just the, the I'm genre like, of music nor the activity. Neither yeah, are my yeah. genre of expertise. But I, I just feel like I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was the album was so chill that I didn't even like take notes either. By the way, I was just vibing to this one, which I, I normally. Awesome, dude. I normally take notes, but I'm kind of oh, just going oh, off pure vibes cool. for this one. That makes me um, so fucking pumped. Good. I'm. I'm glad you're. You're into that because. Because that's how yeah, I listen. I listen yeah. Well, you told me to listen to it. You were like, I think you said it on on the air last week. If it wasn't live, then he said in the post podcast. Um, just like chill out, relax, like maybe late at night and listen to it. That's what I did. And I was just I was going on pure vibes, and I'm like, I should try to like take some notes on it, right? So I re-listened to it today. Uh, also in the library, funnily enough. And uh, again, I was just, I was kind of just vibing. I wrote down a couple things that I've basically already mentioned. I was, I was vibing, dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't have much to say, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll say that one, like one of the only things I wrote down is that uh, put a flower in your pocket is my favorite song. Such uh, a good song. Such yeah. Good song. I just, it's actually just been stuck in my head all day, including like literally right now. That chorus is like infectious. Yeah, it's so good. It reminds me of this is gonna be weird because now we're going like full circle, but like it reminds me of Gold on the Ceiling by the Black Keys. Yes, yes, dude. You agree? Back this guy. Yeah, Dan Auerbach is a genius. He's such. He's yeah. He's good at his job. Well, what's cool is that we were talking about. I think a couple weeks ago we talked about the um the Cage the Elephant album. Tell me, I'm pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, which yeah. I didn't know was produced by Dan Auerbach. But it was, so Dan, yes. uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I think and we've so talked about he, Dan Auerbach more times a than lot. not on this podcast. Well, because I like his music and I, because <laughs> I know you like I, his music. Well, I like him as a, as an artist because he's in everything, everything pop indie rock or like the soul rock or blues rock, garage rock. Even folk, he d- produces it. He has his he, own. So you know, I didn't know much about him before. Sound. He's I didn't know much about him. His label, so he and he produces a lot of stuff for people. Yeah, and I didn't know that at all. But now yeah. I, I mean, he seems like like what a what a legend, dude. Guys, guys, good. Yeah, yeah. This this album is really good. It's um, 
Put a flower in your pocket is so good. Yeah, that was put a flower my... in your pocket. I like it because um, it's super catchy. The chorus is amazingly done. I mean, like really just incredible stuff there. And it reminds me of Gold on the Ceiling because Gold on the Ceiling is also characterized by an extremely catchy, super poppy chorus. And they're pretty different songs, but they kind of have that same factor of once you hear that chorus, it will probably be stuck in your head for at least a day. So. Go that was my takeaway from that song. MLB The Show 2012, man. Yes, sir. Go Tigers. What a time to be alive. Yeah, go Tigers. Go Tigers. I'm um, pretty sure it was 2012 that song was in it. Yeah, yep. It's, uh, 2013 it would be. 2013, yeah. It came out in 2012. Okay. There we go. Um, Damn, so. Yeah, that... What you brought up, uh, put a flower in your pocket. I think the <laughs> two through four on that set list, out of my mind, put a flower in your pocket and pistol made of bones is, are so cool because yeah. they're kind of like out of my mind is like that slow build up song out, out of the intro. And, um, but it's very fun. It's just like a good singing song, kind of slower song. It's a definitely a good way to get into the album, I'll say. Yeah. But then put a flower in your pocket is like that, come kind of almost like that chart topper. That kind of like that, like pinnacle of the album. It, you know, um, it, I can see it being a hit. Not that I'm, yeah. I'm sure this album didn't do anything like crazy commercially, but, but I, I could love see that definitely being a hit. I love how distorted the guitar is on "Put a Fly in Your Pocket," where it's like the come down from like the chorus, that burn and off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the bass, I've listened to the song a lot. Gross and nasty as the guitar, um, and it's like when they have like. And the slow part of that of the build back up, where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, where you been or where are you gonna go? It's like, think about yeah. where you been, or where are you gonna go? And then builds back. And up and shout out the bass on this album, by the way. You boom, mentioned it. Boom, I mean, dude, that's probably that's might be the biggest contributor to the the vibe that we've been talking about. I mean, it sits with the singer too. It's it doesn't yeah. sit like. Or Mitski, okay, this is kind of comparing the two albums. Or Mitski's yeah, yeah, album, yeah. the bass was its own thing and it provided rhythm. The bass on this song sits on the vocals. Like I just okay, I yeah. um, I just I just sang the bass line of put a flower in your pocket and I went boom 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 boom. Because it's it sticks with the you can hear the lyrics in your mind. Yeah, it sticks with the yeah. So that's a big and you know, bass players will forever be the, the underrated member of the band. I mean, I think Maybe everyone who likes yeah everyone who likes music knows that the, the bass is the underrated instrument so i i'll just want to take a second to shout out all bass players baby. but yeah definitely whoever did the bass on this album uh you so did a great good. job yeah yep. um what else what else what else what else uh i just exited out of my arcs uh, um tab. yeah i mean right right after put a flower in my pocket you have pistol made of bones which is kind of a different tone than put a flower Good in my song, pocket though. it's like a story yeah, no oh it's a great song no i was gonna i, I love that that's what another one of my favorites um it is like a story it's like i said it's it's a different vibe than put a flower in your pocket because they're not really going for the catchy kind of pop song there it's more of a kind of uh uh drawn out not 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 a ballad, I guess, but it's a slower, more. It's a story. It's kind of reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, it's a story. Uh, yeah, it's it's in the same vein as like a uh this song by Tribe Called Quest called "I Took My Wallet Wallet to El Segundo," where they talk okay. about how him and his buddies in this tribe song, they 
they're like, oh, his mom's gone. We're going to take her car to fucking travel to El Segundo to get some, like, some food and some, you know, to get into some trouble. And he loses his wallet, so he's like, but it's it's connected by a bridge of, like, I lost my wallet in El Segundo, lost my wallet in El Segundo, yeah. I got to get it, I got, got to get it. But then each of those kind of bridges and those rap bars between them are, like, stories progressing. And I feel like Pistol Made of Bones kind of does the same thing, where they, it's a pistol made of bones, you know? Yeah, I didn't focus too hard on the lyrics, but I think in terms of just, like, the song structure, yeah, I get you on yeah. that. And there's a lot of like imagery going on with, you know, the pistol made of bones and all the other things that he's getting shot by in the song. If I yeah, it's a lot of imagery. It's a lot. It's I mean, yeah. It's like the 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 pistol made of bones is could be like literally like, you know, love lost. Literally. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, he could have been high when he made this, for all I know. So oh, maybe that's the why dude it is seems a like fucking. A, he's a. That's what I'm saying. I mean, God knows what was going on when they made this album. So. Um, I think okay. So what kind of disappoints me though on the album though is okay. like the next song is super slowed down. Like okay, the next song I think there's for you is so slowed down. Like it's almost like okay, takes pistol made of bones, slows down from put a flower in your pocket. Yeah. But then everything you do, you do for you, is like so like. Uh, drawn out and it's the, the shortest of the three songs and it's just like, there's okay, a lot of points on the album where i wish the energy would have been that of put a flower in your pocket yeah um i think they kind of go have a, a couple different styles they go you have the kind of really poppy almost like hit making type song of put a flower in your pocket and then you have this the kind of slowed down versions like pistol made of bones and everything you do and I, I much prefer the first version. So I think there's a lot of points on the album that seem maybe forgettable or, or boring to me. Mm-hmm. But the the highs, like those moments where I did feel like those lush pop songs, like I really liked those. I didn't focus so much on the slower songs because they, they I agree, they lost my attention a little bit. Yeah, but really slow. And, you know, I think it's certain attitudes. Like I think you worded it best as like because of the super poppy songs. See those those songs aren't bad songs. They're still like good, but it it doesn't really fit in the album as a whole. Yeah, could be, it could just be not what I'm looking for either. Makes, well, it could be it could be the way that this band makes music or the writing process of just okay, we go down a list, we make a song that we're feeling, and then da da da. We don't really care about the flow. So, but I think it kicks up to stay in my corner. Stay in my corner is like a very uplifting song. Yeah, I like that. That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't. I think the the only parts of the album that I really, I think towards the end maybe it's only forty six minutes. It felt longer to me. Maybe just because by the time I get to the end, I'm not into it as much. But um, I don't know. I think I think it's a, a a good album in general. But I think put a flower in your pocket is going to be a song that sticks with me for like a long time. I think that is awesome. I'm glad. I think it's going to be time a, a song sticks with you. I'm like hell yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, so far we've had. I mean, like. This reminds me of kind of uh, every hour is a dollar gone because, like, again, that album was pretty long and might have lost my attention at some points. But you have, like, the song, like, Million to Me and, like, Them yeah. Shoes. Like, I still listen to those after, like, a month. That's, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Million to Me. Like, that song's awesome. And Put a Flower in Your Pocket is, is awesome. And yeah. I'm 
What do you think? It's on my playlist uh, and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That's great. Because like, I don't know all this. I know this is I, one of your favorite albums. It's in our Twitter. Header, it is. So it must, it is, it must it, mean something. It is one to of you. my favorite. It's just like. I think every song kind of does something a little different that's really fun and relaxing, like this album. Like it is, a, yeah. You know what? I'm glad you you called the album fun because it does seem fun when you compare it to. Not that the Black Keys make the most serious of music, but this it's really heavy. seems like, uh, yeah, it's heavy, and this really seems like a true spinoff project for Dan Auerbach, where he just wanted to like go do something like whimsical and, and kind of goofy and he got away with it. I mean, it, it, it works. This, so. this band, well, they just released a couple other, uh, a uh, couple singles and I think yeah, they're, they're coming out with another album soon, right? In yeah. January or February. And That's cool. it's, it's funny because these albums are like, it's so like his stoner side project with a bunch of buddies, you know? Like, yeah. I'm looking the, at the cover right now for the new album. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super, st- there's already a lighter. It's the, on it. it's the, oh, electronic chronic is their new album yeah out. and i'm like so oh, on, on the cover for that you have a lighter the grim reaper the whole thing is in outer space by the way and you have a, a pyramid and a camel and palm trees in the back the apple is it are they smoking off the apple bowl oh dude shit see the weed at the top yeah the Whoa. the the lettering of that like the album title the lettering is it's, like smoke coming out of an yeah. apple that with the, the lighter, lighter is casting reaper, a shadow, shadow that is the Grim Reaper. <laughs> I don't know. That pretty much describes the band well. I, I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm glad I noticed that. Yeah, they're smoking weed out of the, the apple bowl. The apple, and, yeah. Uh, but that's just kind of like the band is very, it's very like, yeah, it's a stoner rock kind of. Yeah, uh, Apple Music describes it as psychedelic infused blues rock. And that's pretty that's accurate. Perfect. That's actually yeah. really perfect. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, every song. I mean, like, if you don't have, I, I'm gonna go down the list kind of a song by song. So yeah, go I'm ahead. Gonna, like, kind of take. If you want to go back, I'm sure you're gonna listen to the album again if you like the one song. Yeah, I did like it when I'm when next time I'm. It might be a good album to like play video games too late at night. That's kind of my equivalent yeah. of smoking weed, I guess. So yeah, dude. Hey, I don't really smoke weed anymore, so that's totally okay. Um. Anyway, but like. So after Stay in My Corner, Cold Campania is a cool song. I love it. It's kind of very westerny, kind of almost like a, like a, like a very like um, how do I say it? Like a mariachi, like that guitar, kind of like that. Okay. Background. Yeah, mariachi. I think I get where you're where you're going with that. Right. It's and I love it. It's so good. Okay, and then the arc is the opposite it's a garage pure garage like the, the art that one from i think he's record the, i was gonna say um the arc is another song i liked i think it's a pretty good song um it goes a little bit outside of this is a weird sentence the arc goes a little outside of the arcs thing that they were doing on this album but uh still works i mean i liked it not one of my yeah. my more favorites, I guess, because I prefer the more psychedelic songs. Though this song, I feel like Which has the least awesome maybe because that's this album. And so. Right, I mean that's the point of this album is existing yeah. is to have that psychedelic songs. Um, if we're going on the track list, I don't know if you have anything to say about Nature's Child, but I my next favorite was probably Velvet Ditch. Uh, I love Velvet Ditch. Yeah, that's, that's just a, a cool song. song. Is it the underrated song? Because yeah, well, it's a really cool sounding song. Again, the, I the would bass. Say I mean, Rosie's 
Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, sure. But I think sure. on this part of the album, it's probably the most comparatively, it's the most underrated of the second okay. half of the album. Okay, fair enough. Comparatively. Because yeah. like I like Rosie a lot at the end, and Searching the Blue is good. It's on my playlist now, but relatively speaking, for how good Velvet Ditch is, that mm-hmm. trumpet that kind of follows the whole song, it's so good. And the flow of Dan Arbach's voice as he's singing too is so good. And he's like, Yeah, I could, I like Velvet Ditch will get stuck in my head at, head at random times. That's this song yeah. for me. It's like, as I've listened I like to he says, before, uh, I like when he says he wants to float down a river in this song. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. It, maybe because it fits the vibe, I guess. I just, I like when he says that. Sounds good the way he says it. I don't know. I think he says, I, I should look at the lyrics because I just, um, he says, want to float down the river on a cloud of cotton dreams. Pretty accurate de- depiction oh, of. So one of the lines is uh, pour some drink for Mr. Junior Duke all night for free and never yeah. leave. So that's right after that's that. a line from it's about uh, this blues artist, Junior Kimbrough, who heavily okay. inspired Dan Auerbach in the Black Keys and the Arcs. He's a blues. I will recommend you some of his music. I have like 45s of his and like. He um, basically was discovered in his 40s and 50s when he was really old, and he had his own juke joint in the Mississippi Delta, and he was one of the figureheads. That, well, he is now one of the figureheads of Mississippi blues. So, That's cool. But at the time, he wasn't. It was he wasn't. People. He was like unknown. Yeah, almost like a posthumous. So cool. Well, because people cover his songs and go up upstate or go uh, to New York yeah. or LA and play it, and people are like, "Who did this song? Who made this song?" And it's like. It's Junior, you know, and you would go and the so it's pour a drink, pour some drink for Mr. Junior. It's like, oh, you know, pour a drink mm-hmm. out for Mr. Junior, like here, like give him his props and then juke all night for free and never leave. So he like had this juke joint in Mississippi that would play blues all night and he ran it. Junior Kimbrough did and they would all play music and stuff. And he had like 18 kids or something crazy like that. Holy I will recommend wow. you one of my favorite albums by the Black Keys eventually. Okay. Um, that is all covers of Junior Kimbrough. Oh, sweet. But yeah, Velvet Ditch is so, which is so funny that it has, looking at the lyrics now, that song feels so full to like only have like, like uh, maybe a dozen it's or really so short. dozen and a half like lyrics. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like it. It's a short, quick little song. I like the lyrics. I think they're interesting. And I don't know. Just did the trick for me. That might be why it's underrated is because of its length, though. I just love the hook of it. Where it's like, I want the velvet dish to hold. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that. It's that's mostly, so you know, the, the, and the, the beginning's all instrumental, too, if I remember correctly. Like the lyrics don't come in for yeah. a little while. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, I, I'm a like fan a of that. Yeah, that, that's what it was—a flute. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's in, it's very the the album is very indicative of like jam bands too. If you think about it, like Grateful Dead and that kind of thing, because they play like yeah. flutes and like trumpets and random stuff just to throw. Yeah, it there's a, there's some different instruments in here. There's a, there's yeah. a trumpet somewhere in here if I remember and correctly. And a flute. I yeah. think it's on. Uh... Hold on, I'll find is it on a pistol arc. made of bones? I, I don't remember the arc. Maybe I I don't remember. The album kind of kind of blends together for me in, in some the best ways. way, though. Yeah, in the way that it's a very cohesive project. So that's ne- never can be a really uh, taken as a negative. Yeah, dude, it's just so good. 
Yeah, it's good vibes. Well, it is. It's on Velvet Ditch. It's at the beginning. Yeah, the flute, right? From, 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 no, but the bum, 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 bum. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. At the beginning is trumpet. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't remember. And then the next song. So I think I think Velvet Ditch to Chains of Love is an awesome transition as well. Like going into like, it's just so good. You got, anybody listening has to listen to the, like. It's kind of hard to like as we describe these things as we're listening to them again, or to, like, um, yeah, individual songs. Because we can't, like, there's no way for us to like play the music, unfortunately. Not that I know of. Yeah. So, well, we don't want to yeah. get copyright striked. Or that too. Or so that's the technical. I mean, that's the legal reason. And yeah. The, the technical reason is I don't really know how. So. Yeah, but I we're just basically go going down this album at this point because every song we're we're kind of doing a track by track here. Yeah. Yeah. But now, granted, I'll say everything after Chains of Love. I don't know if I was just not paying attention or what, but Mm. the last well, I I do remember the outro, I guess. I remember the outro being good. And then one thing I remember is the outro finishing and like the once we begin intro starting again. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's already over. Like we're starting again. And I didn't realize that it was looping. Which is funny because it's not a short album. It's 44. No, not at all. I like yeah, 46 minutes, but I was just chilling, so... Yeah. I guess it's a good sign, but Searching the Blue is a really cool song. It is. That's on my playlist right now. That song is just so good. Like, I just love it. Yeah. It's just fun. It's That probably rounds out my top three, actually. Yeah, I'll say yeah. Put a Flower in My Pocket, Velvet, Ditch, and Searching the Blue are my top three. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, because they have released a couple singles, the sound is back. Just so you know, it's still the same sound. Like "Keep on Dreaming" is a good song. Yeah, "Heaven Is a Place." Oh, you mean those are their new songs you're saying now? Yes. Okay. Heaven, a, Heaven is a place is very like electronic keyboard. It guides the song, but it's still good. Um, I guess do you want to round out the album, or you just want to like finish it, wrap it up, kind of? Yeah. No, I mean, I'll say. Um... I'll be on the lookout January 27th for the new album. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see, I guess, where they go. It's been eight years since they've done anything. So yep. maybe their sound will change a little bit. Maybe they'll stay true to their their roots. I don't know. I hope they have at least one jam on there. Yeah, something kind of like the arc, you mean? Just some good, like, rock to listen to. Yeah. Even sure. if the majority of the album's kind of like slower or poppier, like I just want one yeah. good song to be like this song is the best song on the album. Yeah, that's fair. Um, in terms of yours, Dreamily, I, I think I've said my piece on it. You know, I didn't really take many notes, so it was really informal. But the album definitely put a smile on my face. Uh, it was a really cool album to relax and kind of chill to. I love "Put a Flower in Your Pocket." I recommend that song to literally anyone and everyone and if you're into that then maybe you, you check out the rest i mean i'm sure riley would recommend it so yep i recommend the whole album any any song yeah because i think the slower faster paced songs are all going to be like you're going to find slower and faster paced songs on this album um and know, there and you know you probably will like both positive. of them yeah like flower in your pocket a stay in my corner uh pistol made of bones the arc Nature's Child, Velvet Ditch, Change of Love. All, basically, the whole album, just take a game. Pretty much. Kind of skip through. I would say, like, a lot of the songs do start slow. So if you're someone that's, like, it listens to 30 seconds of the song and is like, ah, like, I'm not going to listen to the song. Yeah. And maybe that's why some of them lost my attention. 
probably i'll say but. yeah and that happens but i think a lot of those songs are like symphonic in that way of like oh it's a build-up kind of kind of like the mitski album a lot of the songs build up you know there was a weird similarity between these two albums i don't that's why i said I'm not quite sure what it is but this is blues symphony and the the, the other one's indie symphony Mits, yeah mitski's album is a yeah no it's there i i i i, I see it yeah, it's yeah. Cool. I guess uh, I guess that rounds it out for the. Two I guess yeah, that there. about does it for yeah for the 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 scripted stuff. I guess. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to give each other but... albums for next week before we talk about general? Yeah. Sure. Stuff? Sure. Yeah. Because I know we both have said that we decided our albums for each other next week. So. Yeah. I actually, well, actually, we we both struggled a little bit, from what I understand, to to find an album for each other. Oh yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm going with like a cop out answer here. I'm going with an album that I know you love and I know I love and I know will hopefully make for good content. Uh it's gonna be uh Nevermind by Nirvana. Uh I listened to it this week, not for the first time, for God knows no. how many times I've listened to I'm it. I'm gonna fucking blast this shit driving home. I Yeah. I so. Dude, I should do that too. I'm driving home this week too. <sighs> yeah, that. Yeah, well, my drive's not as long. You're gonna have more time. Well, that's um, true. I'll have a lot of albums to listen to on my drive home. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so incredible good. album. One of the greatest ever from, by one of the greatest musicians ever. Um, bands. Yeah, but yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had. A I think we'll both have some content okay. to talk about. Well, we could talk about this album a little bit though. Like, yeah, how nostalgic no, we'll, this album is for me. That yeah, I'm sure it's more nostalgic for you than me, but um high school science class, our biology class, our advanced oh, biology yeah. class. I wore a fucking white um in utero nirvana shirt. Oh so my gosh, yeah. That it turned yellow because my sweat wow. drenched it. Yeah. And I remember wearing it so much that like every picture of me that I have from Freshman no, you're year. you're honestly right. I I, I bet have I have a picture on. of you in freshman year with that shirt on. I bet. Oh, I, I can guarantee. I can guarantee you do. I know exactly which one you have. Yeah, I, I have think the I red too. checkered vans on. I have khaki pants on. And yeah, you used to love those red vans, short. man. Those those those. Hey, you were styling back in the day, man. I, I brought them back, dude. I brought them back for a while. They were my. Yeah. Uh, you used to always wear the in utero shirt or the or the red hot chili peppers shirt. The chili pepper shirt. Which one? I uh, probably. I, I don't remember exactly, but I. I'm sure you had plenty. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Was it black? Maybe I don't know. I. I, I remember. Uh, this was, no, this no, was no. a long was time white. ago. Now. No, no, no. It was. No, it was black. Yellow. I found it. I found yeah. it. It was black, and the the whole red hot chili <laughs> pepper logo was like tie dyed. I'll send you it to you. Oh, dude, that shirt was so cool. It was from. It was oh. from Mr. Davis class in high school. No, in middle school, dude. We didn't go to high yeah, school. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was middle school. Yeah, we didn't go to high school together. Come on. Yeah, man. we didn't go to high school together. Dude, that <sighs> – okay. That – I guess for everybody listening, we're getting into just general banter as we usually do at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we but, just, just kind of talk. Um, Dude, that that T-shirt, I think I ripped the armpit of it, and I went to go cut it into, Oof. like, a tank top, and yeah. I fucked it up. Damn. I have a bunch so of Red Hot Chili Peppers shirts. I got Actually, I, I really like – I I bought – uh. Even though the concert was shit, I bought a T-shirt from that concert. That uh, purple one? No, the gray oh, one. I really oh, like the gray one. No, no, no. I I got the purple one. That's that sounds top right. of my laundry bag. Just take back home. This one. That's pretty sick, actually. Dude, it's 
Fucking I don't know if I like wear that color though, but like that is sick. Yeah, I, I can. Oh, you can't you. see that by the way if you're not oh, watching on YouTube. So watch the YouTube. Check out the YouTube I just video. showed the the limited love tour merch from uh the, the Red Hot yeah. efforts that I just showed Rosario over. Me and Riley were at the concert. Uh, yeah, Comerica Park in Detroit. Comerica uh, Park. Shout out to Detroit. And their set kind of blew dick. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, it, I, I love them, but that was not it, man. No, they played the best songs at the end. The last two songs, I left because I was sick. Yeah, Riley left early. Yeah, yeah, I was. Tough. I left four, four to six songs before the end because I was severe. Yeah, they played horrible. at the end. They played "By the Way." That was awesome. No, uh, no I was. That, that was midway through, dude. They ended that was with "Under through? the Bridge" and uh, uh, what was right before "Under the Bridge." I don't know. I saw the set list. Shit. It was, by the way, I, I saw. Okay. Well, I'm glad you saw that. By the way. They didn't play any of my favorite. My favorite songs are the Zephyr song, Don't they, Stop. They played the weirdest songs off of Stadium stop, Arcadium. I mean. They played the weirdest yeah. songs off of Stadium Arcadium. And they, they didn't play. Did I guess they I wouldn't expect Can't Stop. Them. No, they didn't play Can't Stop. They didn't play the Zephyr song. They didn't play Aeroplane, but that's a little bit of a deep cut. Well, and you would need Dave Navarro. They don't play songs with Dave Navarro in it. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Off of uh, Red Hot. or um, Yeah, whatever that album. That, that old-ass Dave album. Dave Navarro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, what 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 the f- what, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Nirvana. Next week. Never mind. Oh, I, I just remember listening to this song back in freshman year, and you kind of when we were like peak best friends in like middle school. Yes, we, I would. I wore this. I, I Nirvana. You shirt wore the in utero shirt all the time. Which here's mine. Probably not hot take actually, but uh, never mind. It's definitely their best album to me. I I've been surprised because I went I went back recently listening to Bleach because my yeah, girlfriend me too. put on some Nirvana, and I was like, I want to listen to Bleach. And that shit is so raw and cool. Very like, raw. Like it, it. You know, we were talking about the like the Mitski album being sounded like it was recorded in a garage. Like that shit was actually recorded in a garage. That's that's fabricated to sound like shit. This like sounds like this shit actually like, sounds like shit. Like I think they spent like six dollars to record this album. Genuinely, maybe less. Dude, that bleach. shit sounds terrible. But it's pure punk. Like they kind of you hear. The oh, it's cool. From, like. On Bleach to ner- Nevermind is like... Dude, we should be talking about this shit next week. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can talk about it. Um, we'll probably talk Save about it. it again, though. We're gonna talk I'm, sure we, I'm sure we will. My oh, album God, for you next week, though, yeah, is going to be Rubber Factory by Black Keys. Okay, we're doubling down on the on the Dan Auerbach. I might triple that, down and give you something next week that's also Dan Auerbach. Just that's like, fine with me. I've been enjoying it. I really... I liked Magic Potion... I don't know what I liked more between yours, Dreamily, and Magic Potion. So, my thoughts for Magic Potion, I guess no one will ever know because the episode is lost, but I liked it a lot. And yeah, I decided to, to delve deeper into there. I mentioned earlier today the only project I've spent really any significant time with has been Magic Potion and El Camino. So, mm-hmm. going outside of that. Oh, uh, dude, I, I, oh, fuck. Dude, I might. Oh, is he? Ch- he's changing his mind. You I might can see not. it. I can see the wheels turning because I'm dude. trying to think. Like, I can see the wheels turning. Okay, no, 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 no. We're doing this because I gotta stick with this one. Because I'm like, oh, I might give you just the commit. Album before the album before is very like 
Uh, no, dude, just commit to it. Factory. It's rubber fine. factory. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Rubber good. factory. Boom. Just give it every right. song a chance. Every song is kick ass, even the slow ones. Just really. I like, will drive. Keep my mind when open. You're driving home. Put this album on because it's a great driving. Okay, bet I'll go. I'll listen to it back to back. Yeah. Never mind. And uh, rubber factory. Yeah, dude. I almost said rubber soul, which is something totally different. Well, what's funny is, uh, do you know Captain Beefheart? Yeah, unfortunately, I do. Why, unfortunately? <laughs> we don't have to get into that, but I do. I'm, what? I'm Dude, what is what is, uh, spilled? Not sure if that's quite my cup of tea, but uh, okay. So I'm just. What so were you gonna say? Black, <laughs> Black Keys are partially inspired by Captain Beefheart. They do a lot of Captain Beefheart covers, and there is a Captain yeah. Beefheart cover on this album. Okay. Is it's, it from uh, Trout Mask Grunts. Replica? Or no, no, no. Safe as Milk is the better album. I'm sorry, nerds out there. Listen, Safe as Milk is better than Trout Trout Mask Replica. Listen, I, I don't engage in the Captain Beefheart. Uh, I can actually listen to Safe as Milk and enjoy songs and have fun with songs. Trout Mask Replica is a schizophrenic schizophrenic breakdown, and that's why I said unfortunately when you asked me if I knew who Captain Beefheart was. <laughs> Say okay, Safe as Milk is. Two, two came out two years before Trout Mascara. Yeah, I never heard it. So. Safest Milk is has a lot of uh, good songs. Also, there's a on on side note, there's a Captain Beefheart uh, covered by the Black Keys called "Her Eyes Are a Blue Million Miles," and I recommend that on the side. That's a cool cover. Um, okay, maybe I'll I'll delve into the Captain Beefheart world. But a little, okay, uh, a little more. I, yeah. It it took me it took me down a rabbit hole because one of the songs is called "Grown So" or uh, "Grown So Ugly," which is a Captain Beefheart song off of "Safe as Milk." Okay, but it's way better. It's a Black Keys song. Again, I'm not familiar with with "Safe as Milk," but maybe I'll maybe I'll check that out. Eventually, I'll probably give it to you. It's a good album. Okay, like right. I'll be really one with the nerds then. Sure. When we when we have a, a Nutramilk Hotel episode and a Captain Beefheart episode, then we really are covering it all. Well, we got to listen to On Avery's Island and then do Trout Face, Trout Mask Replica, and we'll both yeah. listen to both of those albums. That's what we'll have to. Do. Yeah, that can be arranged, and then we'll just do Ultimate Nerd episode, Ultimate Incel Virgin episode. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! All right, we'll that is the that Virgin idea. episode. That I mean, this is the Virgin podcast. That'll be the Virgin episode. It's true. It's Anyways, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> All right, what do you? What do you? You know, I. What, 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 oh, what am I listening to right now? Yeah, dude, Nirvana. That's why I picked it. It's a cop out answer. I listened to Bleach this week too. Actually, I listened oh, to all three. So um, I think last Friday I listened to Bleach in the morning, Nevermind in the afternoon, and In Utero at night. That was a good day. So, cool. um, uh, yeah, and what I've been listening to is just. I listened to Isaiah Rashad's whole discography also, kind of like that, Nirvana. I did the same thing with Isaiah Rashad. I'm a big fan of him, so shout out to him. Um, oh, I got more into uh, – I briefly – yeah, Isaiah he, Rashad he, is on top. <laughs> he loves um, to, He loves the top, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyways. For those that don't know, Isaiah Rashad had this leaked video come out where it's him and two dudes, right? Am I right? Yeah, oh yeah, he was yeah. topping someone's dog. That's for sure. He was topping. 
he was the top <laughs> dog if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and, uh, he Anyways. actually he really owned up to it, and that was kind of cool for. Uh, yeah, he he handled that really well. So well, it, it was kind him. of cool on a serious note with Isaiah Rashad though. It was like yeah, he kind of really like I gained my respect as an artist because of all that stuff. Like he played the video at his concert one time, and he like sang a song or like rapped a song, one of his songs over it, and then he kind of was like, "Oh, you know, this is who I am" or whatever. And he, he really embraced it, which I'm like, that's so cool because like. I respect yeah. him for that because, like, it wasn't his fault that that got out. Like, he wanted to be private or whatever. But um, and and because it's rap, like Isaiah Rashad's a rapper, and like he does like more R and B stuff at the end of the day, and like his flow is kind of more like chill, you could even say, in a lot of instances. Yeah, but like, I think a big part of his fan base is kind of the more accepting side of you know the more modern era of rap, yeah. you know. But I also but he, think that there is some residual some producing too. I was just going to say, I think maybe there is a part of his fan base and definitely a part of the TDE fan base with Kendrick mm. and the other more typical rappers where Isaiah Rashad really kind of goes outside the box. But he's kind of, a I, I think that there's a, yeah, he is. He's a big music nerd. He has a, he really knows his rap history, especially mm. the Southern. He's from Tennessee. He's really tapped in with the whole South, old yeah. school Atlanta movement, stuff like that. He's, I've listened to a lot of his interviews also. He's a, he's a cool guy. I'm a big fan. But um, I think, yeah, a lot of his fan base kind of falls into that more old school and, like, homophobic era of rap. So he kind of got a bad – he had a hard time for a while, I'm sure, with that video getting out. But yeah, but he's bounced he, back well. He handled he, it well. His He just has that ear. Like, you hear his freestyles and you hear his, like, the people – He's a talented guy. Produce. Like, he deserves that – that popularity and i like his music i i got it i love his, his music his, i love sylvia demo album? yeah sylvia demo that's just, yeah that that is so that all those songs literally are, so good i i mean i think i've said it before not on here i said it you know in everyday life uh heavenly father might be like my favorite song like period by anyone so really yeah really i mean it's it's between that and and probably I mean, I can't pick just one realistically, oh, but that's come on, bro. Yeah, oh, come is one. Huh? It's one of them. It's it's that song is. Comely. Man, if you want to hear me talk about Oh Comely for probably like what, like ten minutes, you can listen to episode one of Classic Mix Up. Um, Such a guy. We cannot talk. Song is so good, dude. That that we we, we might have peaked too early. We tried a little too hard. Well, that now episode we're just, is that, now we're having fun with it. Well, yeah, we we're just going totally off the cuff at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I take notes, I guess. I, don't know. I try to, but a lot of the time, I well, I think in the airplane over the sea needed that, though. It's true because it had an actual overarching story. It had a it it, it has a lot going yeah. on, which we talked about in episode one. So, stream yeah, it up. go back, listen to it. Um, yeah, dude, that's what have you been listening to though? Uh, Captain Beefheart. I listened to Safe as Milk a lot recently for some reason. Nice. Just got back into it. Uh, I talked about this band Flip Turn recently, and they came yeah, out the yeah, we talked about them last week. Uh, so I kind of dived into their new album Shadow Glow, and it's all right. Uh, their older music's better. Uh, it got really poppy, which kind of bummed me out, but um, okay, it's good. Uh, Axe and the Hatchet Men. I'm always listening to them, finding listening to their new music. Uh, Slowly but surely, I'm getting indoctrinated into the Elliott Smith lore. So I'll add oh, yeah. songs. and That's uh, funny. 
Because you were talking about a couple weeks ago. You're like, I don't like Elliot Smith. I don't. He's, well, he's annoying. But sounds I love like you him. might. What the fuck? No, uh, yeah. That I'm. Gonna, this will be I, an interesting storyline to follow. I'm morally or, ambiguous, to Elliot Smith. Now, I, it's basically someone. Right. So, 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 in, in like from like week six, from like week six to week eight, we've gone from I don't like Elliot Smith to I'm morally ambiguous to Elliot Smith. So. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that on that timeline. Uh, there. Oh, the pipeline that Riley's on. It's on a lot of Elliot Smith's music is on my slow music to like do homework to or stuff. Yeah, too, yeah. But not on my jam out in the car playlist. For sure. Because he's depressing as fuck. So, yeah. uh, also, I've been listening to Benches a lot. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I also the Strokes this week great band Ellison, never heard, yeah never they are they're similar to benches i was in the new abnormal for the first time what really yeah never i don't know i never i just never heard it all the way i mean i heard the adults wow. are talking obviously but and which yeah. were the openers for the chili peppers which were they were yeah better. and they were better <laughs> they were easily um, better if you ask me come down machine is underrated as well do you know the song uh uh call it fate call it karma don't think so. I'm not very into them. I like them, but I haven't. I like. It, they're one of those uh, artists that I like them a lot, but I haven't really like dove in yet. I guess. Oh, it's so deep. So yeah, I I want to get in there for sure. That's what he said. <laughs> um, what else have I listened to? Uh, on Avery Island, I listened to and jammed out to. Yes, uh, and I keep Fantastic listening to it record. again and again every week, basically. Well, since like a couple weeks ago, yeah, and um, like the song, song against sex is so good. Yeah, that's and the opening track. Waiting, yeah. yeah, baby for pre, garden head and baby Naomi. Pre is so good. Oh, garden head's my favorite. Yeah, you show me that, dude. You need to listen to. Okay, all right, never mind. Nah, I'll save it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record. Yeah, I'm gonna save it for it. next week, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm you saving. It. I'm saving it. Yeah, um, Jeff. A lot of Jeff Buckley. Oh yeah, that's funny. We Jeff. we listened to the same shit this week, dude. I listened to Grace this week for the first time. Um, what? How do you, yeah, I listened to. I started listening. It's to Grace for, I listened to Grace for the first time when it became popular, and Grace yeah. is not my favorite Jeff Buckley. I love all the editions, oh really deluxe editions and the sketch. I like sketches for this for my sweetheart, the drunk, better because it's like. I think that's his post humorous or post more whatever. I think it's his po- pos- posthumous. Posthumous things. I don't, yeah. I, I oh it, it, um, yeah, it I should check that out because eye. sketches. What, what I'll the drunk. what I'll say about Grace is that I see the appeal and I see the potential. You know, it was I've only heard it once too. Just a first listen. My thoughts are: I see the appeal and I see the potential. It didn't fully hit for me though. So I Last think I need to, to best to, song on that album though. My favorite was, um, well, first off, his rendition of Hallelujah was fantastic. powerful. Yes, very good. Um, I don't know if I can really count as a favorite song though, because it's not really his. It is. So I, I mean, wish I originally could sing better though, because his voice is very iconic. But I wouldn't say it's traditionally yeah. a well singing voice. Yeah, he he. I I I, I don't have much uh, knowledge to go off here, but. 
I don't know. Okay, I mean, you don't want to offend the Buffalo. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the the title track, and I agree on Last Goodbye. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely, I would definitely recommend though the um, sketches the other from album. My Sweetheart the Drunk because okay. it has some. My one of my favorite songs off of that is Satisfied Mind, which is not a song. It's a um, I think it's a Bob Dylan song that he covers, but okay. it was my cool. first Jeff Buckley song ever that I listened to. Yeah. It was like suggested to me, and I was like, "This song is so good." I'm and I'm writing then, it down right now because I want to I want to dive a little deeper. I mean, I I, yeah. I like what he's I like what he's doing. <laughs> he's dead, bro. I like drowned. what he was doing in 1994. He drowned in a, a river. He walked Buckley. he walked into a river and fucking drowned. That's a tough drunk. way to go. Yeah. Damn, dude, ripped. Uh rest in peace. I recommend this album. I've been recommending this album since I've listened, started listening to it. Uh, Hop Long's album, Painted Shut. I've been jamming it. Like, it's so good. Uh, the song, The what, Knock. What genre is that again? Indie rock, kind of. Yeah. Uh, the, cool. the chick who sings, who's the lead singer. So, her voice is so gnarly. Like, it's yeah. so good. I think we were talking about the, that last week also. Yeah. But I I've, I've been listening to it again. Like that's just on the that's I keep adding songs to my playlist. Um, Sweet. What else? Rush. I got into Spirit of the Ra- the Spirit of Radio off of Permanent Waves by you know Rush, and I've been listening to some. Rush. Uh, I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, I had classic rock band, just a good good music. Uh, what else, dude? What else? Uh, I listen to. Uh, dude, I always buy keys. I always have to have a new buy, like another black keys. I listened to actually. I was gonna give you Attack and Release by the Black Keys, but yeah. it's not their best album, and it's, I think it's my least favorite Black Keys album. And I didn't want to give you my least favorite Black Keys album. Well, yeah, that's kind of counterintuitive. Album. Yeah, but I listened to it, and I was very, I was feeling the song, uh, uh, lies. And same old thing off of that album. Lies is such a good slow Black Keys song. Um, and that song, Attack and Release, reminds me of sophomore. Reminds me of sophomore year and junior year mm-hmm. of high school. More junior year of high school because Attack and Release was my last Black Keys album that I listened to, and I was like, okay, like, you know, so obviously like new not the new ones that come out. Well. It came out in two thousand eight, but it was just the last. Yeah, one well, it was that new I to you. Got into yeah. yeah, it was new to you. I I had already seen them live at this point, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I want to get into the rest of their music, and they played the song. Like, I knew a couple songs off there that were like, I got mine, Stranger Times, and I got mine in Stranger Times. They played, which are off that album. They played it at concert in 2019, and I was like, those album, those songs are great. I already knew them, so I didn't really listen to the album. And then, like, around, like, it reminds me of start of COVID for some reason, like, because I just, like, remember walking in the, like, after lunch, lunch period, and, like, listening to Attack and Release by the Black Keys, and then being, like, the next week, it was, like, shut down. I was, like, oh, I gotta go home for, you know, a couple weeks. Two weeks. (laughs) Dude, I'm so glad COVID happened, dude. I I would be in a place that Um, I did not want to be. I'm glad it's over, but yeah, I'm yeah. kind of glad. Mostly, that it I mean, it's not it's not over, but we're not on no, lockdown no. anymore. But that whole like that like 
the person who I was before COVID and the person who I am now are like totally different. I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have rekindled my friendship with you and Will if it wasn't for That's, COVID. Yeah, honestly, yeah. We didn't you know, we didn't talk much in high school. Not at all. Up yeah. until COVID. The first right. when the first set of lockdown like kind of dropped. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, you know, when I when I think back in my memory, it's like one continuous timeline. But like in reality, it was it July was like middle school. Yeah, and then we didn't talk for a while, and then now we didn't we talk are. from freshman year of high school until junior like year. Junior year. So it was a college. Yeah. I mean, we talked. I mean, I we probably texted a little. Well, bit. Well, you know, there was like a hey, how you doing, man? You gotta hang out. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm glad we're here now. So. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just by the means, right? Sure. No harm, no foul. But yeah, I haven't uh, been listening to anything too outside the ordinary other than what I've already said. So. Oh, I got more into MGMT. You know, we talked about them before. Yes. I listened to their second album, Congratulations, which was <laughs> not as good as Oracular Spectacular, which I listened to yeah. fully a couple weeks ago. But they're good. I did get into, I was listening to a lot of uh, West Side Gun. Oh, sick! I mean, I mean, did you see the video of my dog? When yes, I was listening to West Side Gun. Yeah, and I sent you it because I thought it was funny yeah. as fuck. It was hilarious. I, it looked like I was butt ass naked too, because you could see my feet, and I had like you could see the dogs. <laughs> Dude, I had really short shorts on, and um, nice. And my girlfriend saw. I was like, "Are you not wearing pants in that video?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm wearing pants." Dude, the the fucking the pants stay off when you're listening to West Side Gun, man. Don't you know? Well, I was by. I was home alone watching my dogs this weekend. I was back home, and um, yeah, I so I I was making some food, and I was like, Alexa, play some West Side Gun, and it was oh, fucking. Alexa came in clutch, dude. It was so good with the Fly God, Fly God, <laughs> Griselda by Fashion Rebels. So good, so good. I'm gonna play some. Fly God tonight, honestly. Hell yeah, you we play Fly God every night in this dorm room. Dude, I wish, I wish my like roommate listened to Fly God. My roommate listens to whatever is on the speaker. So. Oh, you guys have a speaker? Yeah, I got. Uh, yeah, sorta. It's just a Bluetooth speaker. It's a Bose. Dude, you guys are speaker. bumping Fly God. I gotta do that. Actually, I don't know where my speaker is. A while, yeah. I mean, I I listen to my AirPods, obviously, mostly, but yeah. Oh, it's right here. Okay, fuck yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bump some fly god. Hell I gotta yeah, do some I actually fucking I gotta uh because my stomach's been messed up, I've been kinda Yeah. So I didn't go to I missed my um one I had a lab today, so I have to finish uh, the lab. Yeah, I gotta I gotta I you know what's funny, uh, I have to do a lab today today too after the podcast, but yeah. I'm not thinking about that right now. But I guess no, we dude, are kinda I'm thinking about fly god. Yeah, of I'm course, but peace we are kind of getting to the end here. So, but I'll recommend you some Fly God that you haven't heard. Maybe if you want, I want to hear some like nasty ass shit, like some nasty beats with the most ad libs. Yeah. All right. You know? Have you heard? Have you heard Ninety Nine Avarex or Avarex off of uh, Hitler Rush Hermes? I want to say Eight B or maybe Eight A. I don't know. It's got Stove God in it though. It's off of. Uh, no. It's off of I, Hitler Rush Hermes side Eight it. side B. I just I just liked it, so it's gonna be on the queue. Yeah, that one's sick. I mean, I can just like fire off some of my favorites. There was a song. It was a single. It was a chick's name. What is it called? 
Uh, oh, I, I haven't really tapped into his singles. Dude, he has some obscure singles that are like on, not on albums, and I'm like, oh, okay. Did you not put this? I might, album? I might not, I might not know about too many of those then. Po, 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 po. Unless, hold on, I'm trying to find it because it was. I, was like, I think, by the way, I think Westside Gun is officially the most uh, has the, my most liked songs out of any artist. I was looking at Julia Lang. Julia Lang. Oh, I, I think I have heard that one. And I think it is on an album. Okay. I think it, it got out. put on an album. 2021 it came out so i think it was on eight uh what i think it was on 8b yeah or 8a i don't it is i don't know that's the one with trapaholics on it okay yeah right how could i forget dude you know he has you know he has a collab uh with mf doom right no no trapaholics does no 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 no. west side gun does yeah they have two songs yeah, look up, look up West Side Doom. Is this like post post? What is that word again? Twenty seventeen. He was no, no, no. Post humorous, dude. What's that? What's no, 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 no. Twenty seventeen. MF Doom was alive in twenty seventeen. Oh shit. West Side Doom. Why is no one talking about this? What, dude? What? Gorilla Monsoon off that little EP is that, or two whatever two pack. Gorilla Monsoon, freaking amazing song. Like, holy shit, it is good. I was obsessed with Gorilla Monsoon last winter. Oh, my God, dude. This shit is going to go Are you so listening hard. to it right now? Yes. I paused yes. it just now. Yes, dude. So good. We love um, We and then, do not respect Griselda Slander in this fucking podcast. Absolutely okay? not. And then, of course, there's rip- Mr. T, dude. You know Mr. T off Fly God? That's no, dude, I heavily consider West Side Gun's best song. Um, uh, I I think I do know it. I think I do. I just have yeah. to pull it back up. I, Nike I'm mags so... glow when I tiptoe. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, Mister Asylum by uh fucking uh uh. I don't know. I forgot the band already. Mister T. Um, yeah, Mister T. And then uh, Michael Irvin of Fly God is an awesome god too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm liking it. Hold on. You ever cooked a half a brick in the air fryer? Say, say it again. Say it. What, what one? Uh, Mr. T and uh, Michael Irvin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Julia Lang is on my playlist. So good. Okay. Uh, let me get back to you on those guys. You know, I'm going to text Yeah, you. for oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I could, I could send you a playlist too. Is it all your all your favorite uh, fly gods? I don't have that like made up, but I would I would love to make it for you. So I'll who get, I'll said get that. who said the line is like fly god? I'm a murder that or something like that. Like that's like I think it's uh, Rome of, Streets. Rome. That's like, I forget I Rome forget Streets? the exact lyric, but yeah, I think it's off of. Isn't it? Is it? It's like yeah. It's like it's like I told fly god I'm a murder this. Yeah, it's off the new album. I don't know. Yeah, that song. that that Rome but Streets yeah. album is so good. It's so good. I like your magic potion sticker there. That's pretty sick. Oh, and Midnight Marauders, dude. Look, it's episode zero and episode two getting represented. Yeah. And then you got a yeah. little uh this is nine inch nails. Okay. Uh had it tapped in. This is uh Beatles. You got a little peach pit, little Californication. Dude, love peach pit. Beatles. You put me on to peach you put me on to peach pit before a classic mix up was a thing. That was our proto uh, classic Yeah, mix-up. that was pretty classic. If, if like, you're confused on what we're doing, I'm showing Rosario my water bottle that has stickers on it. Oh true. Yeah. On 
the YouTube video if you're watching on. Uh, so you have a YouTube video. We've we've gone off on like a mega tangent here. I think it, it might be about time to to call it on episode eight here. Today's but gonna be the day. Come back. Now he's showing me an Oasis sticker and singing and Wonderwall. Led Zepp. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, nice, else? man. I gotta get some stickers, man. My water bottle is fighters at Jimmy Beatles slash. That's it. That's sick, dude. Yeah, you you need that you need those those fly god stickers, man. Fly god, yeah. I'm gonna look up fly god stickers. I, I bet they exist. Anyways, we're kind of just rambling at this point, so I think yeah, I'm gonna sorry, gonna call it here. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but, Any, uh, uh, I mean, last words for the people though. Yeah, uh, just uh, you know, if life is tough out there, you know, whatever you're doing or whatever life is trying to shit in your mouth, you know, like, uh. Just hang in there, you know. Like it's so it's winter time. It's, it's gonna get it's gonna get hard for a little bit for a lot of people that live in the snow and kind of shitty areas are like, oh, I'm gonna get a little sad. But like you know, think of love like this, depression this, like is beautiful. Real, dude. Think of, but like see it as like you live this beautiful opportunity. Whatever you're doing, you know, and, and uh, just uh, make a new friend. You know, go go compliment someone's clothes or. Uh, talk to someone that you think is cool, but you're scared to talk to you or you don't want to, you think they're kind of off-putting or something, you know, like, because the having good people around you makes those times kind of fly by. So that's kind of what I've noticed. Yeah. Life is too short to waste being sad. So go try spend to do something it, that makes you spend happy. Spend that time with friends. Yeah. Do something that makes you happy. Yes, sir. Um, with that, uh, I'll leave you guys. Uh, have a good week. We'll we'll see you next Bye, week in episode nine. Yep. See you then. Bye.